today we have a special guest preaching. As many of you know, we have um, a partnership with City Cove in Detroit. They have invited us to help in some of their ministries, and um, we're blessed to be able to do so. And so today, Pastor Mike is actually at City Cove preaching, and we've got Pastor Samil with us, who's going to bring the word. Yeah, very exciting. So I'm going to invite Pastor Samil to come up here, and I trust you guys are going to listen with rapt attention. So come on up, Samil, and uh, he's going to bring the word for us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Back in the day, uh, we used to have this dance called the Funky Chicken. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that. We used to, you know, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, I digress. Ah. Well, praise God. How you guys doing? So y'all got to pray for me. Um, you know, you have to be careful what you pray for, right? So uh, I have, for the last couple of years, wanted a dog. So my, my son has a dog, my two daughters have dogs, their husbands have dogs, you know. I'm like, how come I can't get a dog? I'm 60 years old. But this beautiful woman who is my wife says, you don't need a dog. <laughs> Amen. And so I prayed. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am a man of God, and I prayed. And this Christmas, a beautiful German shepherd came. Oh, man, she's so beautiful. Freedom. But, man, freedom boo-boo a lot. <laughs> I have not cleaned. Can I say boo-boo? Boo-boo is okay, right? I have not cleaned up so much boo-boo. Matter of fact, but my wife is loving it. Because yesterday I mopped and swept and... And the kids came over and took pictures. <laughs> so it's just beautiful. So pray for me, amen? All right, and so listen, uh, I'm not going to get too far into this, but I, I, this is the last day of Black History Month. And so um, every year, I always like to bring uh, one of my white brothers and sisters over to our church to have them preach on Black History Month, amen? Because it's really American history, amen? And so I want to show our community, all right, the compassion and the love. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm thinking, okay, I got Mike. All right, Mike, I'm going to have you come over and, and do this black history thing. He says, oh, great. He says, you know, we're doing a, uh, a sermon series called uh, Adulting. Praise God. And so... I was like, hmm, okay. All right, so I think he got me. I think he got me. I thought I was getting ill, but I think he got me. And so there is a word from the Lord, amen? So though, uh, for those of you who brought your Bibles, okay, if you would go to uh, Colossians, the third chapter. Yeah, adulting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike got me on this one. <laughs> I thought I was getting him, though. That's what you get, right? <laughs> Messing with a pastor. And so for our reading, um, all of this may not pop up. I, I should have sent it, but I, I don't think I did. All right, I'm going to start at verse 15, and I'm going to go through verse 21. Amen? 
but we're going to key in on verses 18 through 21. Amen? It says, And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishment, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Our key verses. Wives, submit to your own husband as it is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey in all things for this is well pleasing to the Lord. Obey your parents. I got to put that one back in there. Children, obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. I entitled this Family Matters. Family Matters. Father, in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost, we bless, thank, praise, and we magnify you. And we are eternally grateful. Grateful that you knew us and that you love us and that you care. Grateful that you have provided for us eternity with you. Grateful that you've selected us to be a part of this tremendous family. Grateful that you took it to another level and allowed us not just to be family, but to be friends. And so Lord, we bless you on this day as we seek to mature, as we walk into adulting, being responsible. And so Lord, we bless you on this day and we thank you for the Apostle Paul. We thank you for this epistle. We thank you for these tremendous words of wisdom that will keep, strengthen, encourage, bless, chasten, give wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Holy Spirit, teach. It's in the blessed name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. So adulting, this is a tremendous challenge for us in the body of Christ. Now, I personally couldn't wait to be grown. Man, I just thought when 18 hit, I had did something. Uh, we didn't even think about the fact I was still living up under my mother's roof. I was still eating her food. I still wasn't pulling my weight. But I was 18. And oh my God, when I turned 21, oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was 21. Early 80s, we were in the midst of a recession Still no job, still not in school, still not doing the things that I needed to be doing in that season of my life. But yet I thought I was an adult. I thought I had it together. One day my mother came home and found me and my brother, we was half high. Y'all ain't never did nothing. We was half high. In her disgust, she said, I'm going to leave this to you. She literally left the house to us. Didn't take long for the lights to get cut off. 
Didn't take long for the gas to get cut off. Didn't take long for us to realize we were not adults. Very similarly, in the body of Christ, we find ourselves with these same challenges. Uh, being in a season where we should no longer be on milk, we should be gnawing on a good steak. We should be chopping some stuff up in the gospel. But yet, we're still drinking milk. Your pastor is the bomb. Because this is a wonderful subject for us in a season like this. Us coming to the maturity in Christ Jesus. And so, I entitled this Family Matters because whether you knew this or not, and I'm going to give uh, Faith Covenant the benefit of the doubt, I believe you know this, the family has been up under attack since the very beginning. The attack against Adam and Eve wasn't just about Adam and Eve, it was about their descendants. It was about what would come through them Deception. And so this conversation wrapped around family, I believe, is the center core of Christian. I believe we are failing at home first. <laughs> I know I'm preaching when people get quiet. <laughs> at home, we've got to do a better job of exemplifying, of, of giving wonderful, wonderful testimonies of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and passing it through our children and our grandchildren. And so the joke was on me. I'm thinking I'm sending Mike to some black people to preach about Black History Month. And Mike then brought me here to tell women, submit to their husbands. Boy, you got me. <laughs> you got me. But the answer to this whole thing is provided in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 2. 1 and 2. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Key, verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things, not on the earth. Praise God. So this is a mindset. Uh, this is a lifestyle that we have to embrace. I, nothing against the LBGTQ, nothing against all other things. I'm not saying anything against that. I'm talking about a biblical mindset that God set forth. The beautiful thing about what God did is that he put principles in place. And anyone who follows those principles will be successful. Uh, water freezes at 32 degrees. It don't matter if you're a dope dealer or a pastor, you can make ice at 32 degrees. 
It's a godly principle. And this mindset that Paul communicates to us is a godly principle. This doesn't have anything to do with how you were born or how you feel. He's given us an application on how to be successful in furthering the kingdom. And the young people today, you know, they, they so deep into their feelings. I'm in my, I'm feeling some kind of way. Well, when, that's Black History Month. Man, what if Rosa Parks would have said, I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm not going to work today. What if Martin Luther King would have said, I'm, feel, I'm in my feelings. Don't nobody like me. Ain't nobody on my side. Why am I doing this? I ain't preaching today. No, we've got to be adults. We've got to be responsible, and we've got to do what we've been called to do in the body of Christ. We have to mature. We have to. And so <laughs> he gives us this glimpse that it is set your mind on things above. Amen? Amen. And so we have to be there. And what's so important about these things above is that we think that we can fix it within our will. Our will can do it. Your will cannot will your things your mess. You have to seek a higher power to get out of your mess. Your will won't kick out your will. Your will is connected to your flesh. So in your will, everybody else will be wrong. Mama was wrong. Daddy was wrong. I'm going to tell you a quick story. It don't have nothing to do with this, the sermon. Amen. I had gained some weight and I didn't realize it. I did not realize it. This was about 10 years ago. So we're getting ready for our 30th class reunion. I started running into friends. Say, hey, Sabine, how you doing? Oh, boy, you didn't you got up there a little bit, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gained, you know, somebody else. Hey, boy, can you believe this? I didn't know I was fat. <laughs> no, can you believe that? Yeah. I didn't. Because inside, I still felt like Samil. I was still playing basketball. I was still riding my bike. I was still doing my stuff. And I had to, see, you have a view of yourself. And it's inaccurate. Because, see, it was a whole other side I didn't see. <laughs> Are you with me? It was another man hanging on me I wasn't even aware of. And so we have to seek the Lord. We have to seek those things which are above. Okay, I got still time. Amen? Amen. And so listen, uh, as we walk through this thing, it's important that we seek, that we aspire, we, we desire, that we have passion for the things of God. We find ourselves here in the scripture, amen? 
And, and in verse 18, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as fitting in the Lord. And so uh, to help us out a little bit more, look at Colossians 3, 14 through 17, because really all of that really needs to be in one big sentence, one big paragraph. Uh, 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 again, uh, Colossians 14 through 17, it says, but above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. How do you perfect yourself? In love. And let the peace of God rule in your what? In your heart, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. I'm going to get to this in a minute. This is about a unity with Christ. This ain't about you and your husband. This ain't about you and your children. This is about you uniting with Christ. But we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Let the word of God dwell in you richly and all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with the grace in your heart, not to Samuel, not to the congregation. You sing to the Lord. A friend of mine, Joe Nelson, great deacon at uh, Detroit Bible Tabernacle, said him and his wife, were with their granddaughter, and their granddaughter's a little toddler, maybe she's five at this time, somewhere around in there. They says, baby, would you like to pray for us? And, and she starts, and it's quiet, and it's quiet, and it's quiet. And so finally, Joe looks down there and says, well, baby, are, are, are you going to pray for us? She says, I am praying. I ain't talking to you. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. Uh, this is to the Lord, not to us. Amen. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Then you say, wives, submit to your own husband, for it is fitting. It, and I looked at this word in the Greek, fitting, because you will slip right by that. It's convenient. Okay, it is to be fit. It is, uh, 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 it is to reach. It is like a duty. It, it's not about infer in inferiority or anything. It's really more about position or place or role that one plays. All right, because we see clearly in Genesis 1, 26 and 20, I mean 27 and 28, we see clearly God gave them dominion. So it's not that the man is over the wife. It's not that the wife is up under the man. It is a respect, a healthy respect for each other's position, for their place in the economy of God's family. I told my wife I wasn't going to need this, but I guess I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. And so we find ourselves here in this wonderful place, wives submit. Hmm. I say, Mikey got me. This thing is about our union with Christ. All right? It is acknowledging and recognizing the authority of God, the authority of your man. 
got a story I'm going to tell you at the end. Go to uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I was reading, I mean, your pastor is the bomb. This church, we are trying to emulate so many things that you guys are doing. You just start. You got some stuff together. And it's beautiful because in the body of Christ, uh, the young man said, we are feeding. And then he stopped and said, no, no, see, we helping. They feed. No, no, no. We are feeding. Do you hear me? You make sure you keep you in there. When you're talking to your neighbor or whatever, you feel free to tell them that 120 meals go out every day. And you support that. You make sure you let people know that in the, in the process of you surrendering to God, the poorest community in the city of Detroit is being served every single week because of you. How do I do food if it ain't no food? So no, we are partners. And don't diminish that. You play a, an intricate part in this ministry and claim it. I was down in Brightmore last week. <laughs> Let them know you got street cred. <laughs> Pray, praise God. I got to go. What time look at that? Okay. All right. Praise God. Ephesians 5, 22 through 27. That's a whole lot. 5, 22 through 27. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wife be, their own, be to their own husband in everything. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself to her. And he might, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. That he might present her to him, a glorious church, not having a spot nor wrinkle, nor any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. And he who loves his wife loves himself. And so when you look at this dynamic here in Colossians chapter 3, Paul does a tremendous job in Ephesians in breaking this thing down, letting you understand that when you look at all of them, I'm going to go through it at the end, you'll see that really it's all preparatory for the gospel. It's all preparatory for God. See, humans have a submissive problem. Humans have a love problem. Humans have an obey problem. Humans have a provoking problem. And so God is addressing this in normal terms to us to prepare us to further the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
And if you look at this very clearly, clearly I didn't, it's not included in this particular lesson, but the last one is slave and master. Now, in the West, that term slave has a negative connotation, all right? But in truth, that's what we are. We are bond servants to God. All of us. And so when you look at this thing, uh, Paul does a tremendous job of breaking down how this all comes together. And you think it's just about you because that's what we do. Back to Colossians. He says, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Husbands, uh, affection comes difficult for us. Except when we want something. <laughs> Amen? And so Paul says, women, uh, I need you uh, to give of yourself for the sake of the economy, for the sake of the family. Yes, you're just as smart as him. Yeah, you're just as strong as him. But in the pecking order, I need you to just step over a little and allow the man to be the man. Some of you women know what I mean. When you need something from your husband, you know how to stroke him, don't you? Amen. You know how to just make him feel like he's a man. Allow him to feel like he's a man. One of, one of the issues with the adversary today is that he is eroding our roles. I called a young lady once a housewife because that's what she was. Her husband was working. She was at home taking the kids. She was offended. She was offended because I called her a housewife. I said, baby, there is no better, there is no greater title or position you could hold. You are taking care of the children. You're taking care of our future. You're making sure this man has a comfortable place to come home to, a clean place to come home. That's way more important than the job. Anyway. I just preached to myself. That's okay. <laughs> I want you guys to just understand the importance that we as men, that we love our wives and not be bitter. That uh, it, it calls for a total love, a total sacrifice to our wives. Amen? All uh, right. It is, um, you know, uh, uh, all, uh, give all. Go to John 15 and 13, and I'm going to get out of here. John 15 and 13. Go there for me, please. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down, that he lays down one's life for his friends. That's the love that God is calling us to do as husbands. It's interesting in this that when he goes back down in Colossians and he says, fathers, don't provoke your children. Now he's already told us that we got to love our wives and don't be bitter. 
And then he tells us, don't provoke your kids, which says, man, we got some problems. Brothers, we got some issues. I tell you this, if you want to see who a person really is, give them power and authority. People think you see who people really are through poverty. Nope. Through poverty, we will, we will submit to get what we want. And we'll do what we got to do to get what we want. But if you really want to see who a person is, make them president. President of the student council, president of the United States. Give them power and authority. Give them money and influence, and the real person will come out. And very often with men, the real us comes out. And we don't value the position of our wives. I know for a fact that I love my wife. She will tell you I stalked her. <laughs> Amen. After. Okay, I love, man, when I fell in love with her, I was gone. And they say your nose wide open. <laughs> my nose was wide open. This guy said, man, you handpicked. I said, darn, Skippy, give me a T-shirt, give me a hat, put it on a bat, whatever you want to do. That's right. I love that woman. I love her. She is the epitome to me of a Christian woman. But when she got sick and she ended up being in the hospital for around eight days and I had to take care of the kids. <laughs> Amen. I, I gained a whole new appreciation for what she did. When all of a sudden my daughter wanted this and it wasn't washed. Or I'm hungry. Or I'm bored. And it was on me. You could not have told me prior to that that I didn't appreciate my wife. But going through that exercise let me know I got to do more. I got to step my game up. I got to make sure you don't get sick no more. <laughs> Praise God. And so it calls for this total love. Children, obey your parents. Amen. This obey thing, obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Right? And we need to walk in that and understand that, that, that this obedience thing that we play is better than sacrifice. I don't have time. When you get a chance, look at it. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thy days will be long. As I prepare to close, a couple of things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Okay, fathers provoking and and just kind of like dealing with us adulting, becoming the manifestation of Christ. That's what that means in the Christian perspective, in the spiritual perspective. That we become not like Mike, but we become like Jesus. That we are the living manifestation of of Christ. And people say, well, you can't never, okay, no, you can never be sinless, but you can sin less. You follow me? 
You can carry yourself in such a way that your grandchildren will look at you angelic. We've all experienced that, right? The grandmother or the grandfather just seemed like a saint. I never saw my grandmother cuss. I never saw my grandmother gossip. I never, I, I never, I almost felt like she, she, she couldn't have not have sinned. But one day, in a weak moment, she told my wife she used to sell moonshine. <laughs> and now whenever I try to make my grandmother angry, say, yep, but that moonshine. Amen. And so as I get out of here, if you're in a relationship right now, I want you to honor, I want you to bless and love, I want you to submit, I want you to sacrifice to your mate. I want you to leave a proper example. Now, this is to a Christian family. Amen? I need you to understand that. This is in the realm. God is not asking you to be beat. God is, a, as a pastor, I never thought I would tell somebody that they needed a divorce. There is nothing that God can't work out. Nothing too hard for him. But I'm not going to ask you to let him put a gun in your head. I'm not going to ask you to stay in something that he's beating you. Or now you know it's, it's vice versa. Women beating men. <laughs> hey, man. And so the, the analogy today is a neutrality. Women want the same rights as men. And I understand that, men. Uh, we, we have to understand it. But neutrality doesn't mean the same. We still have different roles to play in the economy in the family of God. And what it really means is when he gave them power and authority and dominion, he gave both of them this right. So in God's sight, we're equal. And then, so that means in our sight, we should be equal. You know, I got a Baptist background, so I closed three times. Amen? <laughs> so this is my third close. I got two minutes. Amen? Just a personal story. I try to be transparent. When I first met my wife, she was, uh, she was saved, but I wasn't. She prayed for me for 10 years. I was a good person. You know, you know I was a good person. That meant, you know, I did the light sins. They were still sins. And uh, I smoked and drank, and I did all kind of crazy stuff. And so, but I got saved. She prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed, and I got saved. So she was used to doing everything. She was a strong woman. She was used to doing everything. And when I got saved, you know, I started recognizing what my position was in God. And so, you know, I would want to do this. She'd say, no, nah, we're doing that. I want to say that. Just, no, we're doing that. So one day, I called her, and I said, baby, I said, do you believe that I'm saved? She said, yeah. Yeah, I believe that you're saved. I said, do you believe that I love you? She said, yep, I believe that you love me. I said, do you believe that I'm a man of God? She said, yes, I believe you're a man. I said, well, then submit. That's what I said. Trust me. 
trust me, I will never do anything. I love you so much. And so we were working this out. What's interesting, you know, in the Jewish community, uh, women, Jewish in the Greek community, women didn't have much rights. Everything fell up under the husband. But anybody that knows the Jewish family knows that the mother runs everything. Amen? Same thing with Christians. Amen. You know the joke? The Jewish lady is walking down the street with her two sons. The man walks up to the Jewish lady and says, oh, these are your sons. Okay, what's their name? She says, well, Malachi, the lawyer, <laughs> is sick. <laughs> and Joseph, <laughs> the doctor, he's three. That mother had already decided what they were going to be. Amen? And so, saints, set your minds on things above. Don't let this world fool you. You have a higher calling in the person of Jesus Christ. And we are the husband and wife relationship. We are the parent and child relationship. And yes, we are the slave and master relationship. Amen? Amen? Bless you. Thank you so much for this hour.